0: Time for the Other Three Amigos podcast. Damien Sreenan, Wayne Mullins and Declan McCormack. Find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Support the pod on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Totap. Other Three Amigos podcast. Your unofficial Cork City FC podcast.
1: It's here, your unofficial podcast dedicated to Cork City Football Club. And this week's pod, we talk runnies. Totap Golf Day at the K Club. Lessons begin. Business breakfast. Paul DC leaves the club. Georgie's by boots. Not white. Fantasy Football. Major moves. Shelburne Review. Fans being stopped. Balls like melons. Goalkeepers. bows 5. City 0. Red cards. Frustration. Referees. Colin Healy. St. Pat's this Friday. And so much more. Welcome to you. It is season three of The Other Three Migos podcast, episode 130, all in. Uh, again, our patrons, our patrons, without you, we are nothing, we are nothing. Um. Hello. So thank you, thank you, thank you, I would say the welcomes to producer Dan, hello.
2: Hello Damien. Oh, Dan's yeah. sounding nice though, isn't he? Mm. Mm. Surprised you came to me first. Do you know what, no, uh, I
1: did, I did. Them guns, them guns, I'm in fear of them guns, really, in case you beat me up. Other than, like, you could beat me up, Decky would beat me off. Good evening to you, Declan McCormick. (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Shreen, then, how are you, sir? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm all the better for seeing your face for the second night in a row. Uh, And Mm. Wayne Mullins. Damien, how are we? Uh, We're at the stage of this podcast, you know. This is going to be horrendous. You know, uh, I look forward every week to to the podcast. This is one it has to be done. It has to be done. It just has to be done. Let's get on with the pod. Oh, for you. Uh, oh for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, Dan, you've you've done all the work in the academy. Wrap it up, please.
2: Yeah, our under-19s had a one-all draw against Bray Wanderers. Goal scored by our under-17 player, Matthew Murray. He secured the point. In the under-17s, they beat Cove Ramblers 3-1. Goals for Matthew Murray, Sean Richmond and Cal Honahan. Under-15s didn't play this weekend. And our under-14s, the Academy Twitter just states that they had a great performance and result against Wexford. And in the women's team, the men's team weren't the only team to lose the balls over the bank holiday weekend with the women's squad losing 3-1 to them at home
1: ah bows great yeah they again um, the if you listen to the, meta, the women's party or under 19 women's are winning all the time so if anyone wants to go and watch cork city win a game we we're suggesting sunday two o'clock bishopstown Under the 19s are playing you know let's all head out there and maybe try and get a win um also on the 14s i think i think what i think right is if <laughs> if they don't give the result and it's a win it's like 77 nil or something like that so that's that's what that is well done on the 14 77 nil against Wexford yeah make them 13 year olds cry we love it uh, we love it uh, okay challenge Dan, Dan, it looks it looks stuck. Uh, so the challenge at the moment, um, Dan is not allowed. He has to grow a moustache and is not allowed to shave it until the city win. Um, it's looking
3: samey. Um, no, it's looking amazing. It, it, it is.
2: Look at it.
1: Yeah, mm,
2: it looks samey to me. Mm. Dan, have you? Cheated? I think there's a nice. Bit, there's a fair bit there going on.
1: So, Boring King home moments ago, full Jota. If anyone saw Jota from Celtic, he's got the most amazing mullet, the most amazing mullet and Ronnie to go with it. Uh, and I did see, I did see this chap <laughs> at the weekend. Uh, was it yesterday? He's just walked past me. He's got this, he was working somewhere. He's just got this moustache as well. Ronnie's are coming back, guys. Ronnie's are coming back. Um, I, I actually quite like it. I've grown attached to it in a way. I mean, there's, there's, a few, there's a few men out there with some amazing Ronnies and even a few women. Don't worry, ladies, it's coming back. Okay, so um, the Ronnies are coming back. Do you think even when we win, you're going to keep on to it, aren't you? Possibly. It makes, possibly it makes you look authoritative or something, doesn't it?
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Giving up
4: that vibe. Yeah.
1: Jackie, on a scale of one to ten, how are you rating? He's Ronnie at the moment.
4: I'm just Googling here to see what a Ronnie actually is, and once I know, I compare it to his. It's a moustache?
1: You know. A moustache? You don't know what a Ronnie is? No. Right. Jesus
4: Christ, okay. forget it. I'm getting lots of pictures of Ronnie. You well, you told me talking about his
1: vagina, vagina when I was saying a Ronnie and his... No, you know, I, 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 mean, I know. Come on.
4: No, excuse me. I knew it was a moustache. <laughs> it's just what type of moustache. You know, what's its...
1: It, it's just a moustache? Just a moustache? A Ronnie? A Ronnie? Oh,
4: okay, well then, it's... Ugh.
1: It's about a six. At Do the people morning. still call it runny? Do people people call it runny? Six. six? It's very six. harsh. Yeah, very I'm, harsh. I'm, no, I'm going to be on the same. I, I think it's about a six. I'm going for a. I'm going for an eight here. I think it's impressive. I hope he goes full run. Jeremy wouldn't be great, and then we can play like lovely, dirty that that erotic music again. Seventies erotic music. <laughs> uh, last week, you may remember that we are entering a team into the K Club uh, Golf Day, and um, we are in touch with the club this week. And wins. Who has the update on that?
3: Yeah, there was an update. Um, they replied about two days later, saying they would come back to us with information. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, so so, it's all a goal. Um, what
1: what I have, guys, is um, we're going to learn how to play golf. Basically, every single episode now. So lesson one. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Golf, toe tap, golf, golf, golf. golf, Hit the ball, golf, 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 toe tap, golf, golf, golf. golf, Here we come, K Club. The object of the game is to get your ball from
4: the starting point, or T, to the green into the hole. The hole is marked by a flag. The idea being you have to get your ball into the hole in as few shots as possible.
1: And that's Four. lesson one. Four. That's lesson one, that's okay. So basically the object is to get the ball into the hole with as little shots as possible, okay? Lesson one. All right, next week. Probably process the you allowed. Um, so there's something like, it says five or something like that, or three or four, and you try and get it in in like five, three or four. It's like rugby um, league, so is it a pitch? I don't think there's a problem if you do it in like 10, 15, 20. I don't think there's an issue there. It just means you have a bad score. But look, we're in it
2: to take part, not to win. Um, so that's- I, I actually took a spin up to the K club during the week to organize um, to a few lessons. The, the <laughs> where? <laughs> what did he say? Which club? The, the K Club.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you said a different club. Um, I, thought, <laughs> I thought it was like a. Here, go back in that case, I did. I thought. <laughs> Chambers. I thought it was um, the. Um, I, Wayne, yeah. I, I'm fully convinced
3: he said, yeah, anyway.
1: putting my balls in another type of hole. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The Blue Oyster uh, from Police Academy, possibly. Yes, you were up there and they welcomed you well. We, we got some photographs looked
2: around. Does it look good? Yeah, very good. Um, they're giving us a go on the stimulator simula- um, as well. So <gasps> a, stimula-
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> a stimulator at the gay club. That sounds amazing, Dan. You had, uh, with the moustache as well, I was. <laughs> Did you dress as a we just as a policeman or a builder or a
2: construction worker or an, a Native American.
1: T O T A P. I have an idea. I have an idea. Isn't there, isn't there four, <laughs> <laughs> four we of should, us? We should, we should go <laughs> as the, the village people. Yeah. Oh. Who said I wasn't looking forward to this? Uh, let's Let's move on. Let's move on. Commie Watch with Ivan Draco on the Other Three Amigos podcast. And Commie Watch, okay. Uh, This week started off pretty good. There was a visit to Dermot Usher to the Cork Chamber breakfast, which took place last week. Uh, It looked really good. um, Interacting with businesses around Cork. Uh, The feedback on Twitter looked amazing that he was kind of asking what can Cork City do for Cork businesses and so it was a quote like that. Uh, look good. Wayne, you were delighted to see something like this, weren't you?
3: Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, we, we've we been joined the Chamber of Commerce for, for years, but I don't think it was utilised very well. So um, fair play to um, Osher for getting involved and um, I heard it was a standing ovation, so do you know what? Good news. Yeah, this is the type of stuff that you want to see done, you know, where
1: you're kind of networking with the other businesses around Cork and, and potentially bringing in sponsors and and things like that, Um Declan, you know your thoughts. This is it. This is the good. The, these are the good things.
4: Yeah, of course, absolutely. I mean, as you said, there's not a whole lot I can add. Like Scotty said, it was very good. It's it's anything that can bring in money, can bring in sponsorship, can bring in even just even as much as goodwill. It all adds up at the end of the day, you know. And um, listen, the thing about Usher, I think, is. He's no fool. He knows, like, he knows the business side of things. You don't grow a business like he did and sell it for what he sold it for without knowing what you're doing, you know. He may not know football, but he knows business. And I think if he can get some help on the the football side of things, then he'll do fine on the business side himself, you know, would be my view on it.
1: Absolutely, yeah, it was, it was great to see. I have been in the um cork chamber before, I, I didn't utilize it. I know the club were involved, and you know, these business breakfasts are, are pretty good for networking. And uh, yeah, we want to see more of things like that. Excellent. And uh, today, you now, today it is um choose, is it Tuesday, it is Tuesday. Uh, the club announced today that Paul DC was to the power cork city. Paul DC was our commercial manager, of course. Uh, the statement said that uh, Cork City can confirm the commercial manager Paul D.C. is set to leave the club. Uh, Paul joined the club in January 2019, played an important role in attracting many new sponsors and partners to the club, as well as spearheading a number of initiatives in areas of fundraising, marketing and merchandise. Yeah, kind of just said that, you know, that the club thanked him for his four and a half years, uh, some difficult times um, and some good times. Uh, and Paul said it's with heavy hearts that he leaves his role at Cork City. Uh, he'd like to think that he left it in a better place than when he took over. Not nice to see a staff member leaving. I I, I do believe it was um, of Paul's own uh, accord and um, that uh, he's got something else lined up. Um, Big role to fill, Declan.
4: Yeah, of course. Um, And just like to say personally, best of luck to Paul and thanks for his four and a half year service to the club. But yeah, it is a big role to fill and it's another opening now that Dermot has to, to fill. And I guess the other side of looking at it is that it gives Dermot an opportunity to hire the person himself and put them in place and do it that way. Whereas, you know, he inherited Paul and that's not in any way, you know, but you know, when people take over businesses, they do like to make key appointments themselves and the commercial manager is one of the key appointments. So Paul moving on, it gives him that opportunity. And um, again, but again, it's another Vacancy to be filled. The accounts vacancy that we advertise has, as my understanding, hasn't yet been filled. The director of football, stroke player recruitment officer role hasn't been filled. Now you have a commercial manager to be filled. There is staff needed there. There is bodies needed there, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so it's just yeah. I other. mean,
1: I think Paul had been in a lot of the merchandise as well. So, I mean, you know, there's potentially. Four or five roles at the club that kind of need to be filled at the moment, and I mean, it's a matter of urgency, really, to get something like this in, isn't is it? Yeah,
3: you'd, you'd imagine there's a, a job spec out there already. We're having to give orders and stuff, so I haven't seen it, but I imagine there is a job spec. But um, it'd be a good job for up and coming um commercial manager to take. Can't see us getting anyone uh, what's the word? I'm looking for experienced, too experienced in the role, but if someone you know.
1: Yeah My 20s, early 30s I suppose My only concern My only concern is that It does seem that Dermot is very hands on uh, And some people may not be interested In coming into a role Where the owner You know Is kind of On top so this, of This, this is my
3: worry you. Is that well, Will he take it on himself um, Well Rather you know, than get someone in um, mm. Hopefully not Because I think It's it's a it's a part of the club that The merchandise is is very poor
1: Yeah Yeah We've highlighted that already. And that's
3: that, that a job on its own I think um, but that could be easily be done by someone, not inexperienced, but someone doesn't have to be too experienced to get to know what the fans want, what the fans wear, scour some clubs in the UK, what do they use, Scotland, League of Ireland, what do they actually get into their their, their stores and sell the same things with the corks of the crest on it. And that's a, that's number one issue is the crest. For the last three or four years, yeah. of the crest falling off pieces of merch and that, like, that's not good enough. So things like that. Probably okay. need a, a specific role So there's probably two roles I are needed now
0: I
1: think there's one. two I, th- I think there's a commercial manager And mm. a merchandise manager Kind of thing I, I I think there is anyway That's what it looks like to me mm. um, Dan you're a commercial transpondster Aren't you? Uh, bike Cork City gear occasionally There's not enough of it there though that
2: No I mean you, you, you're a
1: transpondster Commercial manager Thingy jobby or something That's your job at not Oh
2: yeah, yeah 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 Is it a job that Straight interests you? have been college for a good few years yeah Would you go for it? I might apply Yeah I think you should with with that moustache you'd have to give us notice no um, I
1: mean imagine you rocking up to a sponsor with that moustache deal done deal done even before you even open your mouth I mean it just it just gives that authority like you know georgie's white boots are on ebay um so course fc memorabilia was generously donated by an anonymous ccfc fan there's two pairs of boots worn and signed by the legendary George cullen uh, and a club of 2023 season home jersey signed by the squad uh, it's in aid of david's fund who lost his dad their dog and he's home in a tragic house fire last christmas so in the auction it's just it's one listing but there's all these things together um you yeah. can get the boots uh, there's also a signed photo of Georgie celebrating after scoring a penalty in the Brandiwell, Uh and the jersey as well. I think it's at around 202 at the moment. It runs until Saturday. But them boots, they're not. We white. We should get a link out. Have we? Have we tweeted the link or anything? Have we? Uh, not yet. I don't think. No, I don't think we, we have. Should. But For they're sure. not white. The boots are not white. What's going on? Have you seen? What colour are they? Eh? They're grey. Have you not seen them? No. I swear to God, I didn't tell you They're not white boots. They're grey. Maybe he used to, he passed the passed the ball so much
2: that he wore the white paint off. No? They're like grey total 90s, aren't they? Yeah.
1: I don't know, like what's going on? We haven't seen him, no? Disappointed, let's like, disappointed. Also last week, Conor Healy and Danny Murphy laid flowers, a member of Dave Saunders, our empathy player who passed away last week. Uh, and our condolences um and thoughts with the family there. It was nice to see that on Friday. Uh, and also the club lotto is is there again and still no winner that's that anything to pick up on there lads
4: no i don't think so no no
1: you're all waiting for a different part okay um let's just very quickly very quickly um, yeah just uh, is colin uh, yeah, porter, colin porter. Is, is he
2: still is he still ahead well, yeah. it's not even bottom, yeah. but I'm last, Damien. You were no longer last.
1: Yes, go! Oh, yes, oh, you done F- you down. 67 points. 67 I was,
2: points. I was 18th at one point, I was 18th, and I've just had a shocker. Bah! <laughs> I, I took out Ali Coot and Jordan Flores before the game, because uh, they were suspended last week and I forgot to put them back in. Yeah, well, there you go. I forgot to do mine and they were
1: still in, so oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Yes, that jersey's looking possible for you. Um, Again, we'll get an extra small for you. Don't worry about that if Decky starts buying them. Uh, Okay, we will take a look at Friday night. Last Friday, we went to Park. It was Shelburne versus Cork City 2-1 to Shelburne in the end. Uh, Decky, you're very, let's kind of briefly flick on this one. Uh, Your thoughts on the game. First half, were we in it?
4: We were in it, yeah, absolutely. I mean... With a number of chances. I mean, there was there was Keats at two early chances. Shells weren't in the game. Not that they weren't in the game, but we were comfortable. I thought, I thought, personally thought we were comfortable. We had some nice passages of play in the first half. You know, Tunde was dropping deep. Linking up play at times. We were doing a little bit more through the lines than we had done previously. And we ran into another goalkeeper who just was inspired. Like, I mean... And we had it's it Conor Kearns like, and we had um the Derry Keeper the week before, and then we had James Talbot yesterday making a brilliant save. But do you, think, well, do you think do you think know? this is
1: not how keepers inspired? This is just the quality of a keeper in the Premier Division.
4: Well, the general I mean, we're all about, about inspired
1: be, and stuff like that. But are yeah, our players the, like you know first division players who are up against Premier Division keepers, and is that what it is, Zach? Like?
4: No, I don't think so. To be honest, I don't. I'm, like the general consensus is that the quality you're keeping in the Premier Division is is lower this year than it has been in a number of years and like Cornsmates like we could have easily we could have been 3 0 up at half time in another night. No. That brings me then to what the hell happened at half time because second half was was a non entity like, we had to know at half-time that Shelburne were going to adjust and that they were going to make, you know, little tactical tweaks and little changes, and it just looked like we never responded and we never, we just never got going second half, and they get a goal, what was it, forty-seven minute? And
1: 48, yeah, Maddie Smith.
4: Yeah, and the game's over. I mean, it's it's awful to say it like, but at 1-0 down, it just felt like the game was over. We cannot play from behind. It's not something we've been able to do all season. And look, Bolger makes a mistake then, they get the second. And, you know, there were shouts for the penalty, and Colin was quite insistent there was a penalty. Um, It's a definite foul. The question is, is it inside or outside the box? My own personal view is it was just outside the box, but... If he gives the foul, he gives a penalty, and it's a definite foul because of where it happens, I think, if he gives it, he gives a penalty. So, But look, I mean, as I said, it was just, I don't know what happened at halftime. I don't know, as I said, we had to know that they're going to make adjustments, they're going to switch things up, which they did, and we never responded, and therefore we were never in the game second half, just never in the game. And that's the most disappointing thing for me. Uh,
1: Wayne, we we kind of excited when the lineups were coming out that Mannix might start. Um, there was kind of thoughts, t- talks that he would. Then we saw that Daniel Moynihan was starting, like, ballsy. Y- you loved to see it, didn't you?
3: Absolutely. You to, like It takes balls to get out of a relegation battle. And he, he tried something different. I'm not sure if Mr. Mannix was happy about it. But you got it, he made the call and... At the time, I was like, geez, this is, this is a decent call. I didn't think he played bad. I thought he played quite well for his first game. Now, I know the second goal could have done a bit better, but um, mm-hmm. she could have been sent off too. So, you know, yeah. all in all, like, you have to try something different because what we're doing isn't working. So, and I think the keeper area is just, i, I tell you now, I don't know, are we able to bring McNulty back? He's a free agent and you can still sign free agents. So I don't see why we can't. Now, he might might be unfit, but Jesus going to the gym for a couple of weeks and he's a goalkeeper like with experience. Dan, so mark, get the boots on, kid.
1: You were there then. How was, uh, was how was the crowd?
2: How was how was the atmosphere? How was the feeling amongst the fans? We brought 220 the first half. I think we were full sure we we're going to come away with all three points. And Once the final whistle went It was just anger Players and management Came over clapping off the fans Or clapping the fans And Yeah Some very harsh words said from them But Maybe deserved You spoke with Damien Duff afterwards What was he saying
1: about Second half They came out I mean they came out differently well, You know What were your thoughts on that?
2: Did, did, I don't know that they play they, they played better than they did In the first half But I think we just hit the panic button The second they got The, the goal after three minutes In the second half then it was just all oh, Then from then on. It was like we panicked up Open Rovers, the two Rovers. We just seemed to panic. Second team gets a goal. Same with Bose. The fans us new instantly. Once one goal goes in, that's the game over.
1: Deke, why do you think that is that we can't play from behind? Like, like what, what is going on? Is it like a, a mental thing? Is it, you know, a tactical thing? Why can't we, if we go behind, why cannot we come back?
4: Um, Like, I don't... I think, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a bit of everything. I think it's at this stage. I definitely think it's a mental thing. I think there's a tactical issue there as well in that we're we're not set up. I think like what we did last year is we got ourselves in front and we we fundamentally got ourselves in front and defended the 18 yard line, and that's what Colin likes to do. When you can't get yourself in front, you can't operate that game plan. Like look at the Dundalk game, we got ahead and. We got ahead in that game, and that's what we did. We defended our halfway line. We did it very well. Sorry, our 18-yard line. We did it very well, and we solved the game. We can't do that. Now, we're up against better opposition with better tactics, better managers, better coaches, better finishers. If you make one mistake now, it's getting punished. Whereas, to be fair, we probably at times last year made the same mistakes, and the quality in the division wasn't there to punish us or not punish us as regularly. Now it just feels like every single mistake is going to get punished. And, you know, it goes back to what Scotty said last week. We were, we started very well against Derry for those 20 minutes. And after half an hour, Scotty's putting a message in the WhatsApp group going, it just feels like we all know what's coming. And then five minutes later, Derry score. And it's just, it's a thing. But like, I mean, We've we've fallen behind nine times. Or sorry, we've conceded the first goal nine times this year out of thirteen games. We have one point from those nine games, and that was the four-all draw away at Shamrock Rovers. That's the only point we've gotten from after falling behind, and we've fallen behind nine times. So there has to be something there. Like I mean, UCD have also fallen behind nine times. They've got two points. Saint Pat's. Have also fought are con- not falling behind. Sorry, conceded the first goal. Saint Pat's have also conceded the first goal nine times, and they've five they have five points out of those games. Now, it does seem to be that once you concede the first goal in this division, then you're in big trouble. You know, you're not getting many um you're not getting many many points, but. Like, as I said, pats, pats of five after falling behind nine times are conceding the first goal nine times. Sligo of six after conceding the first goal seven times. But if you concede the first goal nine times, surely be to God you should have more than a point on the board. You know? I mean, it's not mm. that big a catastrophe to concede the first goal. A lot of the time it's not. You can work your way back into games. We can't. We just can't do it.
1: Is it because when we've got like a lack of experience in the team? Maybe you know the young. You, you know, is is that what it is? Do we you yeah. know do, do we yeah, need it's, more it's experience?
3: Like, as I said last week, the young oldest player we have is twenty eight. That's not good. Like that's the, like that's football manager kind of tactics. Really, where do we go? What where did where can we go after that game? And I think he tried something different again. And I thought we played well. This next game we get to that, like, but. There's a huge transfer window for us. It's huge, and I don't know who's out there.
1: Well, look, we can we can probably. We're, we're
3: basically we're going to have to wait for people like Pat's, Dundalk, Rovers to let players go, to get them in, and hope we can get them that way. There's no point getting players on loan. They won't mm. give a shit, like. Yeah, but um, like are you I, going I think to you need money. I think uh, you're going to need f- fees to get players to keep us up. I think. Oh, people are laughing at me saying Greg Bolger, but I think someone like him would be very good he for us Score last week. Midfield. Well, So, was, yeah, no. like, if you can not break the bank, but pay a few quid for him, get him down here.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, we have chances. Ali Gilchrist had a chance to score. And I was like, is is everything just going against us at the moment, Dan?
3: You make your own luck. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, to a degree, like, the keepers are, they are playing unbelievable. I think the opposition goalkeepers... Sure, look, if the shots come against us, we all know they're going in. I think the goalkeeper goalkeeper situation is the biggest one we have at the minute. Um, mm. Just too little inexperience there. You need someone like a Cairns or a and in goal. The players have lost the trust in the goalkeepers as well. Um, Ali hitting the ball out for a throw and he could have just given it back to Mining and shells and instantly put us under the cash as well straight away because he was obviously nervous about his goalkeeper letting it in. Decky do we have any info on Toby You know we're hearing that he's coming back
1: He is not No no
4: no no, As I said what I was told was that he was having a scan On the 4th or the 5th of May Which would be this week And that scan then was going to determine what Whether he'd come back or not But I haven't heard I haven't heard anything since But is is he going to be fit when he comes back No This is the question I don't know Um,
3: But there has to be a keeper out there Ah, I mean look we could. Like, who who's not playing for a club we can sign on a short term deal? There has to be like. Every club in the world should have a a young keeper, an old keeper, and they're number one. Every club should have this. And we have three young keepers. Four. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not it's not rocket science to figure out why we're in a situation we are. And I, I don't think it's tactics. I think there's no one in there who's grabbing these players by the bollocks saying sort your shit out. I know I got abused for saying they're down tools a few weeks ago. I did say it mightn't be on purpose, but they might be shying from the ball, hiding from it unintentionally. You need players to grab them and say, sort your shit out. And it's not happening, unfortunately.
1: I'll very quickly go through the penny for your thoughts because it's kind of, it doesn't really, we had a match Monday, so some of these ones didn't really transfer, transfer across, but um, Joe Langford says, the league consistently shows of importance of a good goalkeeper to the confidence of a whole side. Performance of Conor Cairns tonight was superb compared to the ongoing goalkeeper crisis we have. We can have just said that. Uh, Jack O'Leary said, no way, it's Healy's fault. He had attacked his right and approached players, dropped the heads once they went 1-0 down. Players sometimes look like they don't want to play for us in Healy, uh, Healy's healy in players fault uh, which is what we just said there Wayne said no luck better getting better we go again Monday and we'll see how we got on Monday in a few minutes uh Doc Robinbin says new keeper seems promising at least talking about Moynihan, uh, is there anything you want to pick up on there uh, oh by the way the MVP uh, on that one uh Joe O'Brien Whitmarsh uh lovely lads that was a nice finish wasn't it uh left foot great great finish like yeah like yeah yeah was. definitely showing that he can get goals oh, nice. as well um, um. He gets the five, he gets the five. Daniel Moynihan got the, the third place and Rory Keating second. Deck, go ahead.
4: Just two things very quickly because I'm looking here again. You know, I said that when we concede, we concede when we've, we've conceded the first goal nine times, we've only drawn one of those games. Our goal difference in those nine games is minus 18. We've scored seven and conceded 25 in the nine games in which we've conceded the first goal. Now, I don't know what that means, but if you're conceding 25 goals in nine games in which you concede the first goal, there is something wrong somewhere. And I think it does point to a confidence and a head-dropping factor being in there. And the second thing I was going to say, and I have to say it because you guys know how annoyed I was with it um, on Friday night when it happened, And there's already a a, a direct result of it, but Aaron Bulger's yellow card on Friday night was possibly the most petulant yellow card I've seen any Cork City player get in a long time. And I like Aaron, I have a lot of time for Aaron, I'm a big fan of him as a player. And I was, you guys, when it happened Friday night, I was roaring in the WhatsApp because that was his fourth yellow card. And straight away I was saying, he's now one away, one missed time tackle, one, you know, whatever it might be, away from a suspension. And my fear was that he'd missed on Dawk away or he'd missed Droughton a game or, you know, he'd missed. And then he got booked yesterday, which, look, that, that happens. But the result of that now is that he's now suspended on Friday night for the St. Pats game. Ali Gilchrist is suspended on Friday night We've injuries all over the place. And it's just, you know, it was just so unnecessary. Now, I understand that there's frustration and there are all these things going on in the pitch. And, you know, I mean, Aaron went, I think it was one one yellow card in seven games and then has had four since the the night we lost the night we got Tumpton pats he's had four in six games since that night so he's obviously frustrated he's obviously annoyed he's obviously all those things but like just that yellow card just annoyed me so much i was just i was just i i said i'd have to say it and as i said i like garen uh, he's he's probably the only player who will stop and chat to me if he sees me and turn his cross or whatnot. So I hope this doesn't piss him off too much. But it was, um, yeah, it just drove me around the twist. Just drove me around the twist. And now the consequences of that are being felt next Friday night. And that's the problem. There's always a knock-on effect, especially for a player of Aaron's position and the way he plays. So when you're sitting on three, you can't just kick a fella up in the air because you're frustrated. Because the knock-on effect But the frustration, like,
1: its you can see it through the team, and we'll talk about it with Ali Gilchrist in a few minutes. You know, it's, you, obviously, look, we're, we're not professional footballers, but they're obviously frustrated uh, with what's going on, and sure we don't know what's going through their minds. Just one more thing. Um, a fan travelled, um, so organised the bus, travelled up the shells. Uh, when he got there, he was told that he wasn't allowed in. Um, now, allegedly, this had come as a directive from the club. Um, now, I don't know why he was stopped. We don't have any, um, you know, thing in writing or official. Um, but, but Wayne, should the club be getting involved if a fan travels? Should they be able to say who, who can go in and who can't go in in a different ground?
3: Absolutely not. I don't think it's the right thing to do. Especially if something happens to that fan at the away ground, by home fan, something could easily have happened. I wouldn't think the club should get involved if this is allegedly what happened. But that fan himself is saying it, so you kind of have to take him at his word as well. Yeah, like I I don't know why the club got involved. Like I I presume if okay, if there's a boars fan banned from a boars game, would they come tell us? They probably would. So it depends really how it was done. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be getting involved in the but, away teams and telling them who they can and can't let in. I don't think it's fair. Especially if this fan is... right,
1: there's a, there's a few people banned and apparently one person was allowed in who was banned in Turners Cross and the other person wasn't.
3: Well, you see, that's it, a different story then. You can't do that. That's black no. and white. shouldn't do that. One rule for all or no rule. This happened a couple of happens. years ago as
1: well. Did it not? Up till infield? It did. It did. Yeah. And
3: again, it happened. What if something happens to that person? What if that person gets beaten up by the home fans or, you know, if something happens, like that's on the club, then 100% it is. I don't think it's yeah. fair. Yeah. But let let those deal with fans that come into the game. Don't be getting involved.
2: You, you at least need to let the fan like, know beforehand and before they travel up and before they spend all that money. And they absolutely let- knew.
3: That fan was traveling.
2: They did because he went on the and social they media. Said
3: say they said it didn't. are lawyers.
1: You know, it's gonna. He like he's responsible for getting the bus going. Fifty people going up. Uh, you know, he's good for all the away trips and things like that. He's a big fan. You know, he 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 can be a bit mouthy sometimes, but uh, you know, Declan. If you traveled all the way up to Shelburne and you were told no, sorry you're not allowed in because we heard you're banned in Turner's Cross, what would you do?
4: Oh, look, I mean, I don't know what i do, to be honest with you, but I mean, my world is a very simple world to live in, like, you know, and the lads have covered it already. So it is a very simple <laughs> world to live in. If you have two people who are barred from Turner's Cross, for whatever reason, right, they're barred from Turner's Cross, if the two of those people travel to Shelburne away, and one is stopped at the gate and told you can't go in because Cork City have passed on the information not to leave you in, and the other person is allowed in at the gate, then that's it. Over. There's no leg to stand on. None. I'm sorry. There isn't. And the other thing that should happen, and Dan has already said this, is if you decide that you're going to pass on this information, you're not going to allow him in. You know he's going because he's visibly on social media organizing a bus for 50 people at least have the common decency and courtesy to pick up the phone, ring him and say, look, just letting you know, if you travel, you're not getting in, you know? But that wasn't do think done either. And and that's where I am on it, very simply. I don't know the reasons why. Maybe he's committed mass murder. I don't know. But, like, I mean... He does look that's like that, He could do that,
1: yeah.
4: <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the very simple fact that, like... This is not the UK. There are not banning orders in place. There are not court orders in place banning people out of football grounds. This is one club passing on the details of a fan who was barred from Turner's Cross and telling another club not to allow them in. That's fine. Well, it's not fine, but if that's the line you take, then that's the line you take. You take the line for everybody or you take the line for nobody. And that's, that's, that's my simple world that I live in, you know? Okay. Okay.
1: Um, right. Coming up in part two, we're going to take a look at the Bowes match. Uh, we've also got a lot of penny for your thoughts. We're going to discuss things like you know what's going to be discussed. We also have a uh, St. Pat's preview uh, and, and more. Uh, see you in part two, Toe Tapper.
2: Hey, Toe Tappers.
1: Become an elite supporter of your favorite podcast. By signing up to our Patreon. For as little as 2 euro a month, you can help us to continue to bring you all your favourite Cork City FC news and fun. Imagine life without Lean Bossin. Imagine not hearing Commie Watch. Well, it's time to stop being a arse and sign up to one of our five tiers. Each tier has different perks for you. Click the link on totap.ie or head to patreon.com forward slash we're broke and poor and need your hard-earned cap. Welcome back to part two, Toe Tapper. Again, thank you to our Patreons. Um, that advert is not for you. That's for the, ch- the other tight-ass bastards who won't uh, chip in. Well, we'll be having a draw soon, actually, as well. And we've got two 25-euro guys, Alex Dineen. yes, Alex Janine, and Paul Witcherly, both on the Patsy Frontier legend tier. We've got a surprise coming soon. Don't we, lads? It was in the WhatsApp group today. They're looking amazing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They are looking amazing. You
3: have joined join I- a 25 euro Patreon to get in on this.
1: Ah, well, no, no. They, I mean, they'll get theirs for free. They'll get theirs for free. But um, these are... These are unreal. These are unbelievable. That's all we'll say. Uh, okay. Monday night, Spank Holiday Monday. The city travel to Daly Mount Park. Daniel Moyen kept his place in goal. Um, we were up to 30 minutes. Ali Gilchrist was sent off. Just be, I suppose before the opening 10 minutes, Keating uh, had a massive chance. Well, an unbelievable save, actually, with Talbot. Then possibly a foul on Keating. We had the Barry Coffee, no advantage. Ali Gilchrist got sent off for uh, what we'll discuss in a few minutes then. Jordan Flowers scored from that. Second half, Adam McDonald scores. Uh, Ali Coot got two and finishing off was James McNamara. Basically, this is what what you could hear on the stream, actually, from the crowd uh, when the fifth went in. Comes and said to Ali Coot. Gives it to Clark Infield for McManus. Going to have a go, is he? He is, and he scored oh. an absolute oh. belter. <laughs> James <laughs> McManus, He's high off. and unstoppable, yeah. into the top left-hand corner of Daniel... You can actually hear that. Um, he's already dead. Okay, after the game, Colin Healy was pretty critical of the referee. Firstly, firstly, look, Wayne, your mm-hmm. thoughts on the game.
3: Do you know what? The first 20 minutes, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it's my kind of football. Is sucked the attack in, hit it long, hit him on a break. And we were successful on three occasions. Um, The main one we were pulled back on was an absolute disgrace in the referee. And not only was Coffee true and goal, we were two on one. Because O'Brien Whitmarsh was bursting was going to be bursting through the middle. So like it was literally a two on one on the keeper. And I'd be convinced between a coffee and O'Brien Whitmarsh, we would have f- scored that goal. In the first minute, Keating should have buried a header with the Gordon Banks esque save. But he was pushing the back too. The, the problem here is he made more of it than it was. And I think that's why we didn't get the penalty. I, I really enjoyed the first twenty minutes and it all fell apart. I thought the tactics were right for the game. The the, the formation to start though, we were like we spent twenty minutes trying to figure, figure this out. And I think we settled on four five one, did we? Or was it five four one we settled on? But I thought it worked until shit hit the fan. The and Ali, then it was a total disaster.
1: Ali Gilker was getting sent off, Declan. Tell us about it
4: what's the tell i presume everybody's seen the video by now like you know um it's a red card probably the only thing adriana real got actually correct all day like and he didn't get it correct that's the amazing thing about it ali gilchrist was sent off by a linesman who was sending 50 yards away on the other side of the pitch you have adriana real you had michelle o'neill on the far sideline neither of them gave it you can clearly see it's given by the linesman who was standing next to Colin Healy. That must be a distance of 50 yards. No, and he was correct. Don't get me wrong, he was correct. But, like, how does Real not see it? How does Michelle O'Neill not see it? And it's just, just to go on a slight tangent, Real gave us three cards. He sent off Ali Gilchrist, he booked Aaron Bulger, and he booked Tunde Owolabi. Abbey. The linesman on the near side instructed him to send off Ali Gilchrist. The same linesman instructed him to book Aaron Bolger and the fourth official told him to book Tunde Oval Abbey. So he gave three cards and he didn't make any of those decisions himself. Now, people will say, oh, that's that's great. You know, the team of officials are working really well. Brilliant. What about the team of officials at, der- at the Derry game the cross the week before when the linesman was standing three yards away from a fellow getting elbowed in the head and he can't see it or he doesn't say it or it doesn't happen. So, I mean... This is where fellas get worked up about consistency again. And 100% it's is the correct decision to send Ali Gilchrist off, right? In the circumstances at the time. And look, I know it's all... Like, but, like, you've got to understand the frustration that supporters feel when stuff like this happens. We're second from bottom of the league. There's a big city following gone up there on a bank holiday Monday. All they want is the, is for the players to give what they have for the shirt and give what they have for the club. And you can say, look, it's a split moment. It's 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 just something that happens in the heat of the moment. But he's kicked him in the chest. And it's just like it happens and people were saying, oh, he was sent off for back chat and he was sent off. And I said to you in the group straight away, I think at the very end of the video you can see him kicking back. And it was only after the game that the video on the far side came out and you could clearly see it. But it's just like, look, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? And I understand there's frustration. I understand there's heat at the moment. But Wayne talks about an inexperienced squad and the oldest player being 28. Ali Gilchrist is that oldest player. He's the he's he's the leader. He's the one who has to lead by example. And we have a brilliant disciplinary record. We have a brilliant disciplinary record. We've had a brilliant disciplinary record under Colin Healy's reign. And that's the first red card since Rory Keaton was sent off in Galway around the same stage last year. So we've nearly got a whole season without a red card. And that's testament to the players and testament to the management. But when push comes to shove... Like it's just so frustrating you cannot leave yourself the team and the supporters down like that and then we see what happens afterwards as a very much a direct result of that you know and I don't like going in on players and I'm not particularly going in on Ali it's just it's just he'll know himself see the way he walked off that's the other thing did you see Dylan Connolly when Ali gets sent off Oh, he's waving him bye bye when his back is turned and giving him plenty of lip, you know? remind mind Tim. He's waving him bye bye. It's like, Dylan, we saw he's you. Kid. Them I to tell him, I've cigarettes. We'll have, yeah, you'll have your day. You'll have your day, kid. Don't don't worry about it. Next time you come to Turners Cross, there'll be plenty of fellas willing to wave at you. But, like, it's just, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Now, whether, would we have been in the game? Could we want to get, who knows? But from the minute that happens. we were We were, we were in walking, the game. We were, but would. <laughs> and then of course, just to top it all off, they score from the free kick mm. a free kick which Adriano real hasn't given and has been given by the lines when fifty yards away you know? should that have Look, been uh, indirect to, to,
3: to be honest right I... Hmm. Hmm. no it's I think foul, it should have
4: I it's, no, no kicking it. no it's it's indirect if it's if it's if he's booked or sent off for chat or given lip. For dissent, yeah. then it's an indirect free kick. He he kicked okay, him in the chat. Okay. It's a foul, it's a direct free kick.
3: When you were them. I can't remember now. It just it just Dan, turned into a shit show after that.
1: Danny were there.
2: feeling just disappointment. It shells was anger from the fans. This one just felt just disappointment. Whatever happened at the end happened at the end. I I actually wasn't there at the time. I was in with the uh, trying to get into the media room to get call, access to Colin after, so I missed all that. It was terrible. The fans kept singing all game. In fairness to them, but not much to sing about. The Second, the second Gilchrist's red right card. It, you knew, you knew that was it. The second they got the goal, you knew that was it. Didn't think it would be a hammering five 0 The substitutions Healy made. We seemed to play worse after them. The floodgates just mm. opened. The defence wasn't uh, wasn't the best.
1: For the goals was it was it Declan
3: or De- Wayne yeah yeah Wayne Wayne, Wayne. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the thing is right you have two two ways you could do this right you can shut up shop and try and lose two 0 or you can go for it I this is this is kind of missed in the whole anger frustration upset sadness that they did go for it they brought on attack minded players well besides uh, Donovan but. It could have easily shut up shop and lost two 0 and it would be fine. Everyone going, yeah, we lost again. Let's go again. Instead, we got battered, and it was his choice. It was probably the wrong choice, but people like, got to take it for what it was—bravery to try it too. To just sit back and just take the two 0 loss, you know. Do you know, like
1: after a potential penalty on Keating, and then the Barry Coffee thing, like I mean, I'm trying to, you know, the players are obviously like at their at their wit's end. Do you know, do you think it's all just like the frustration is just there and this is what's causing, you know, red cards and city decisions and minds been taken off the game mentally? Like, I mean, that has to affect you. So, you, you know, Keating has a chance. He was barged over. Right? It looked like a penalty to me. Then you've got the Barry Coffee like non-advantage play. Imagine like as a player, surely this shit is just affecting you. Like it's everything is but- going against you. Good.
3: But, but Damien, like, literally before they scored a third, Keen Murphy had a sitter. Yeah. And I went, wait, And if we'd scored that goal, I'm not saying we'd have come back. If we'd scored that goal, it's a different game. Who knows, they would put under pressure. Like, if we'd scored, it was 3-0 it was instead of 2-1. It's a different game.
1: But that seems to be every game. Every game we've yeah. got this chance yeah. to go ahead. You see it against St. Patrick's and Kresic had the header down. Against Shelburne, you had the chances.
4: Declan, you were going to say something? I was actually going to make the Keel Murphy point, so Wayne's after making it for me, you know. But just like you talk about, is it affecting the players mentally? It has to be. Of course it is. Like, not joking, I was sitting here watching the Bulls game, and after 40 seconds, I was here with my head in my hands, just roaring on my own, sitting in the office with the laptop in front of me. How the f- does he say of that? Literally with my head between my legs, just going ho, ho, ho. And then he stops the Barry Coffey breakaway. And I am absolutely incandescent. I am off my. fucking chuck completely. And I'm sitting in Cork 300 miles away. Watching on the laptop. If you're on the pitch. Of course you're going to be. Ogled. You have to be. It's you. Like you have to be. And this is the thing. And Colin spoke about it afterwards. Like it was like. Every time we go back into the dressing room. The first words out of our mouth is. "fucking referee. And i think there's a like there's a certain amount of that to it i definitely think so and i mean like i forgot to mention last week we sent the fai we sent them an email asking about the 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 harvey non-sending off of adam o'reilly that email was we never expected it to be um, answered and it will never be answered i sent them another one today just off the top of my head asking about appointments how they're done what procedures are followed and gone through because I had five refereeing appointments off the top of my head that just look like there's nothing wrong. I'm not, there's no issue with integrity or anything else. But the FAI are putting officials in spots that they don't need to put them in. Like Michelle O'Neill was part of the officiating team on Friday, right? Sorry, on Monday against Boas. Colin Healy absolutely lost his melt after the game with that referee and by extension the whole officiating team and what are they after doing michelle o'neill is running the line in turner's cross on friday night for the St. pats game no that's not fair on anybody it's not fair in cork city it's not fair in colin healy but the person it's most not fair on is michelle o'neill why as an organization would you put her in that position when there's no need to do it like, it's crazy stuff. Rob Harvey did back-to-back Derry games. Why are referees doing back-to-back Derry games? It makes no but sense. But there's no,
1: there's no one being held responsible for this. You know, like- Exactly.
4: Rob, Har- Rob Harvey failed to send off Adam O'Reilly in Turner's Cross. And trust me when I say this, right? And I can't say names and I can't say who I'm speaking to. The FAI know Rob Harvey made a massive error right? Rob Harvey knows Rob Harvey made a massive error. So what was the result of that error for Rob Harvey? He did the biggest game of the season so far on Monday night. He did Shamrock Rovers and Derry on Monday night. So there's no consequences for these huge errors. And you talk about referees. Ian O'Keefe has done two games in the first division this year. You know Ian O'Keefe, Damien. You spent 90 minutes abusing him at a women's game two weeks ago in turner's <laughs> cross you know but he's oh, done two, Ian, yeah yeah he's done two games in the men's first division both carry games now if you're my my point on this stuff is if you're paying attention to the appointments that you're making rob harvey does all the big games he did the Bose rovers game if you know you're appointing rob harvey to Sharma Rovers and Derry City on the bank holiday Monday. Surely you say, okay, we won't give Rob Harvey a Derry City or Sharma Rovers game for at least three weeks before so that there's no, you know, interactions or there's no hangovers. But well, what they do, they give him the Derry game the weekend before. You know, Keith has done two games, both Kerry games. Um, there's a few more. It only dawned on me after I sent the email address or the email. Adriana Real did the Bowes game did you yesterday. See he did did the ucd game that Mm. was his last premier division appointment so his last two premier division appointments were both cork city games now he's only done four all year his first two premier division appointments were both Sligo rover games so why are they giving referees back to back games ray matthews week six did cork city and shelburne in turner's cross his next game he did in the premier division was week 12 and that was Shelburne against Cork City at Talca Park. His the t- the two Premier Division games that he does, even though they're six weeks apart, they're both Cork City against Shelburne. That should never happen. That's not best practice. And these idiots don't care. They don't care in the slightest because they're not tracking what they're doing. They're obviously not tracking who's done what game and what game have they done previous and what interaction. And it's just a mess. And I guarantee, if I went through it with a fine two, you would find loads and loads of this stuff there where referees are doing teams back-to-back or back-to-back games for them or linesmen are doing teams two or three weeks in the trot. It's just carelessness and there's no need for it. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, if you just
1: heard silence for the last three minutes and your dog is looking at you very strange because I think at the pitch that he went only <laughs> only canines can hear that. Uh, we, um. Okay, look referee Colin Healy look you've heard it by now um, the interview that, that uh, Dan got uh, with him um, I, we're not going to dwell on it too much he did call out referees um, we'll talk more about uh, Colin Healy in a few minutes but there was a few kind of th- tweets came in Billy Darn said Derry City's Brian Maher shocked by referee Adriano's uh, reals Decision. Uh, Derry City's Brian Mahar conceded he had never seen, oh, it's the same one, same like I you know, copied and pasted twice. Uh, he'd never seen a decision like the one referee took uh, to chalk off Jamie McGonigal's goal against Sligo Rovers on Friday night. Uh, Chunky Bose, even a Bose person got involved. Uh, Rail is the worst referee in the league for me, first game he has given anything to us. Says so much when people are connected to every club in the country are calling up refs week in, week out. Something has to change. I'm gonna move on to MVP and very quick penny for your thoughts. Again, people are wondering why we put up an MVP for this. It's a deal that we had. Everyone, every game has an MVP.
4: The other uh, three amigos, MVP.
1: MVP. Um uh, okay. Four choices. Vimbo Crowley Keating or Healy. Uh, Keating the winner. Mahili second and Derek Crowley third. Again, we, we have to do them. These uh, you know, even if it's a five-nil last like that. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. So
2: here's a penny for your thoughts. I'm nickel
4: for a kiss. I'm done if you tell me that
1: uh, Just a few, a few, just so many came in. Like I have to be selective about them. So if you do have a penny for your thoughts uh, and we don't read it out, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but we, we, we can't get through everything. Uh, right. Um, Jack, have it all said, not the only issue, certainly. But the amount of times we've been caught on the wrong end of shocking referee decisions uh, and incredible saves is tough to overcome. We've kind of said that. Stephen Burke said, it's getting hard to endure, it's starting to feel like 2020 again. James Greenham, sack everyone, start again. Um, <laughs> Anthony Falvey said, sad day. The end for Healy. Irish Crypto, uh, said, we need to be more performances like the first half versus Derry. Funds need. To, to bring in more players because right now we're lacking big time and like to shoot straight back down unfortunately Jamie Foley said I hope Healy proves me wrong but at the moment it seems to me like it won't happen we only start games well and fall off a cliff because we don't score. You can't play well for the first 20 minutes and not score. You're already shooting yourself in the foot. The refs of Plonker said, we are a mess. Exposing an 18-year-old goalkeeper is, is, uh, to this is shocking management. We have a first division quality squad. Tactics are non-existent in this management and the fact that the players aren't up to implementing them. No leaders on the pitch. Uh, Darren O'Keefe said, it's hard not to feel sorry for Colin. Bottom line. We came up and haven't properly invested in the squad. He needs German to open the wallet and invest in three or four players. Okay. Are we done with the boys' game? Sack everyone. That's good, isn't it? I love it. Yeah. Get rid of everyone. <laughs> uh, Everybody. Definitely.
4: Just quickly on the boys' game, just a word for um, Alvin Vimbo because it looked like a serious injury that he came off with.
3: Yeah, he, he just has a serious injury um, I believe he was carried off And he ice on his knee So um, Someone said in the forum He was actually in tears over it So I hope it's not too serious He
2: he was, he was uh, yeah. It's either It might be season done I, I don't know Yeah. Either he's so, in that much pain Or he look, knew he oh yeah. season was What's done What, what do the club do in that situation? Cool, yeah. Do you
3: just send him back to Sweden And pay him off? Or do you Keep him here in What do you do, like? Keep him, I think well, if he's not going to play for the rest him? of the season. He just. Yeah. Well, best luck to him, and I hope he um, recovers. But it looks pretty nasty. And okay, played quite well, I thought.
4: Yeah, I thought so too. Mm, when he was in
1: the MVP. Yeah. We're going to come back in part three. We've got a mailbox, a uh, big Colin Healy discussion, uh, and I saying, Pats, look forward to see you in part three, toe tapper.
4: Hey Toe Tappers, Decky here. In the upcoming segment, I refer on a couple of occasions to Drogs being seven points ahead of us in the league table. I know that's correct. It's five points, so apologies. But I just wanted to drop this in here, actually to see how many people don't listen to the ads, which I now know by the number of tweets and DMs I receive about my mistake. So thanks as always for listening. And now back to the pod. Cheers.
1: Uh, Welcome back to part three, Toe Tapper. We had our mailbox open this week and uh, got quite a few responses.
0: (laughs) Ah, uh,
1: (laughs) Right. uh, Let's get straight into it. Irish football blog said if Healy was hypothetically to be sacked, not saying that's what I want whether in the next month or six months, who would be the leading contenders to replace them and why, okay? This is a big, uh, there's a lot of people talking about this at the moment, uh, all over social media. Uh, and I suppose we're going to have to kind of cover it. There, there, I mean, there's names being thrown around. Like, look, this is not something I want to talk about. You know, I'm very much, personally myself, uh, I think that Colin needs to be given the transfer window. Um, needs to be given some money and, you know, that's, that's where I am. Uh, I don't want to see any, I don't want to see anything like that you could hear on you could hear on monday after the match the the press conference um where he was you know giving with the refs he, you know he he loves the club he's a, he's a legend he's you can hear it, it's kind of you can hear it, he's he was broken after that match uh quite sad and um, people had said uh, that it was quite sad to hear um but you know people are being, and things around Tim Clancy was obviously sacked by St. Pats today people were saying oh Liam Buckley uh, the thing I suppose like with Tim Clancy being sacked
2: if Liam Buckley is going to go into management that Pat's job is probably what he wants um, I was possibly- told I was told Liam Buckley was at the Shells game anyway I don't know was he at the balls one but apparently he was at the Shells one yeah well look I mean that was before Clancy was sacked today I
1: suppose uh, and again you know he spent he won two leagues at St. Pats he won cups with St. Pats I'm sure they'd, they'd love him back um, and if he was looking to go into management would he pick Corsley or would he pick St. Pats you know uh, you know anyway um, Declan thoughts
4: uh, personally I don't think Pats would have any interest in Liam Buckley just my own personal opinion I don't think that's a road Pats have any interest in going down look the thing about this is right there's no vacancy as we sit here now, it's nine o'clock on Tuesday night. There's no vacancy. People say that's a cop out and whatnot. They can say they want. but that's the simple matter. No, like this is the thing. The podcast comes out tomorrow. we like, we just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I would have, I would have a list of thirty that I wouldn't want anywhere near the club without fear. Named Nowhere them. The
3: we got we got through I, them. Who don't we want?
4: Don't want Ian Morris. We don't want Finney Part. Don't want Part. No. Don't want Ian Morris. Don't, don't want Paul Doolan. Roddy Connors. You can go through loads.
1: Why, why, why not? We're, we're, let's talk about the... Yeah, you're right. There's, 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 there's a lot of people out there. I don't know. what it just... What's your preference, lads?
3: You know, some, some, what's your preference? Better way to ask this. What's your preference for the transfer window? Who Who would you prefer to have in the hot seat? For a transfer window,
4: it's very the best diff- way.
3: Of, forget guys, about next week and three weeks time.
1: It's I, very I'd like a difficult, difficult. Win. Um, I I do believe. I I do believe he needs to be given a chance. You know. I think um, so too. Some of his sign-ins have been great. Some not so good. You know. He he brought. He was they were able to identify players to, to win him the first division. Rory Keating, master sign Ali Gilchrist. You know these kind of players that came in. Aaron Bolger, You know these are players that. You know, they were good signings. There's been some bad ones. You know, we we, we know that. You know, there's been some kind of strange signings. But, you know, he, has, he hasn't he has got a bad record signing some players. And I think he, if he has a bit more money, uh, investment, that I think he can definitely pull out a few players who can uh, strengthen that team. Again, I, I go back to the whole thing. We were never, we were never strong enough at the start of the season. And I was always wondering why we didn't sign, you know, a left back and uh, more players. And I, I still wonder, I still wonder what went on there. Go on, Dick.
4: What you wonder what went down there? Colin Healy did three minutes the last time they spoke to ex- explaining exactly what went done there. Like, I don't understand why this keeps coming up as a talking point because Colin's... Okay, hang on a second the...
1: You're on about players. There was no players available. Hang on now. Ty Grian, right, an experienced keeper, was available in February. Okay, to sign. Is, is he De better
4: De than Ma- look, Jimmy Grine... T- yeah, Ty Ryan's not. A, he's he's Ty Grine comes off his off his line less than Jimmy Corcoran comes off his line, and that's not being smart ass. Like that is thing. Ty Grine was here before, and listen, you can throw up one name in every position without doubt. Do you know the old the exception proves the rule type thing? But look, the issue is. As I see it, we're now seven points off eighth place. Right? And like I keep saying Colin deserves the window, but he has to get himself to the window. And that for me is the question because it just doesn't look like he can get himself to the window. It just doesn't like. And I like Colin, and I'm a big fan of Colin's. And, like, it's hard. It's really, really hard to come on here because you know people are listening. But, like, it's just not... It's not working at the moment. And we haven't... We, we, we haven't fundamentally tried to change anything. We play the same players in the same formations in the same way. And it's not working. And... I... Look... I spent two months at the end of the last season's podcast talking about how I didn't believe we could do anything in this division if we came up with the squad that we had. And I said that because I believed that we would alter the squad significantly and we didn't. And then you get caught up in the hyper hyperness of preseason and, you know, you start to convince yourself, oh, we can challenge with shells and we can challenge with bows. But we can't and we never could because the squad simply isn't good enough. So there's two aspects to it. Is the squad good enough? No. Are the management team performing good enough? That's the question then you have to ask yourself because if you believe the management team are performing good enough, then it's all on the players. If you believe the management team aren't performing good enough, then there's some of it on them and some of of it on the players. And like I have to say, I'm I'm leaning more and more to the second option that the management team just aren't doing well enough. Now that doesn't mean I want them sacked. I desperately want Colin to get the window because he deserves it. I believe he has enough points in the bag and enough, you know, kudos for last year to get him to deserve a chance. But he has to get himself to the window. And it just doesn't look like happening. Wait. Like I said last week before the two games, just give me a clean sheet. Just give me a clean sheet. And build from there. And we conceded seven in two games. Like it just, it it can't, it can't go on the way it's going on. Because we will be, we'll, we'll be too far behind by the time we get to the window. It won't matter who, matter who we bring in. We'll be doomed anyway and that's the danger. That's the issue. How far behind can we allow ourselves to get?
3: There's nine games to the window. Wayne, thoughts? Like just to put this goalkeeping thing to bed, right, first of all, because this year and last year, Dundalk have a 20 year old Nathan Shepherd, right? Pats last year had a 19-year-old Liverpool keeper, um, Vislav Jarras, right? And they had, a, they had another keeper as well, a 19-year-old Pats had the year before that. City did the same thing brought in a young keeper from Celtic right so the biggest mistake Healy made was not bringing in an experienced backup this was the year to keep probably McNulty on or bringing someone like Peter Cherry in or someone experienced so like to say that we didn't go out and sign a decent keeper we did we did the same thing other clubs are doing it just hasn't worked out because he got injured and the backup just didn't work out because it was the same backup as last year and there's no issue who would have known that Wemmy would have got injured after two games so I, I, that needs to be clarified. I don't think it's a big issue, as people are saying. Fullback wise yeah, there's a major mess in fullbacks. But he did start off at 3-5-2 wing-backs. So maybe he thought he didn't need it. Maybe the Dutch fella Seedorf, was supposed to sign and pulled out. Who knows? But there's a few things there that are kind of being used as a stick to beat him. And I don't think it's right. The question we are asking, will he last to the window? I hope he does. I'm not sure he will. You have to win Friday. Friday is huge. We have to be Pats. Doesn't matter how we beat them If it's 1-0 An on goal Last minute 4-3 Who cares We have to beat Pats And I think that's what will decide it Unfortunately Because you know Should I love he Healy to, like, But you know
2: Should he get to the window then? <laughs> I'd love if he did But I don't think he will Nine games Not a chance Not a chance Not what we're we're playing We might pick up one or two good results Good-ish results along the way But I think overall, it's just going to go back to the same crap. Next three games are Pats at home, Dundalk away and Sligo Rovers at
1: home. These are, you know, they're possibly winnable. But anyway, are we going to talk about, you know, I've got one here. The topper said, given what's available to the manager, would a change make much difference aside from a possible dead cat bounce? You know, you see people going, "Oh, you get this new manager bounce. Look at Sean Dyche and and Frank and, and Frank Lampard. It doesn't happen all the time, you know. So and, don't be thinking, you know, when when if a new manager came in, is like, are the players
3: good enough? I think they are. Yeah, I've always, I've I've always said it. No, we're not good enough to win the league, get to Europe, but we're good enough to avoid relegation. Of course, they are. Okay. How can how can you how can, you, how can yeah. you win the league, right? The previous season, and this is another thing Healy's done, right? He was slated in the first season where we finished, and he turned it around. He just needed time, and I think, I think, and I, again, I'm going to get slated for it. I think he'll he'll turn it around if given a chance. But he has to win on Friday, and if the players go into the game Friday and they're not bursting a gut in the first twenty minutes, I'll fucking lose my shit because it's a massive, it's the biggest game in a long time this is as big as when was it we lost the Harps on the fan, was it? was it whatever game we lost that was it we were done this is f-ing huge and I think if the players don't go out there and burst their left bollock on this you can't blame Healy for everything and he's getting blamed for everything the players are getting a murder here like I'm sorry they are and I think you know it's yeah that's my view on it I, I, do yeah. know, I don't care what other people think of if it's the wrong view or the right view. It's just, I've been over the years wanting to sack this manager, wanting to get Tommy Dunn out, wanting to get um, Fenn out. All these managers. It's the first time I've actually gone. Do you know what? I actually believe we can turn it around, and I'm going to stick by it. So I'm sticking with Healy. That's why I think people should as well, because you know what? We're getting no. Tech, who's going, going to come in? Who's going to come in and change this? I
4: was just, uh, I was just going to say, there's absolutely. No evidence that suggests, in any way, shape, or form, this squad is good enough to. There absolutely to is. A, there absolutely is evidence.
3: Ah. There is evidence. We we looked up to Rovers and we we're four-two up away, right? I know four-four, right? A compi- capitulation, right? We were two up against Sligo Rovers ten minutes ago. We've beaten Dundalk at home. Yes, we've had some shit results recently, but that's proven that we actually can get results.
4: No. So there is evidence. No. Whatever about you thinking, seven we're bored. Ball- I think off we track. You're seven points off, Drogheda. That's the evidence. You're talking about individual results. Anything can happen in a one-off game. A league is a combination of 36 games across the season. We've played 13 of those games. Across the 13 of those games We're seven points worse off than Drogheda. That is the proof that this squad is nowhere near good enough.
3: No, the point I'm making is I don't think they're playing to their potential. Yes it's shit I'm not saying it's not shit I'm not saying That over a season We're not playing well I'm just saying There's been points Of the season Where we have played well And that convinces me We can play well That's my point I'm not saying We're playing well I'm not saying The seven points Is acceptable In certain games I'm saying The potential To stay up Is there To finish eighth place Is absolutely there But the problem okay. is Are so you convinced pit- Half of them Don't give a shit
4: Okay Okay to turn that round, then, if the potential is there within the squad to finish a minimum of eight and they've shown signs of it over the course of the season, whose fault is it that they're not showing it more regularly? Whose fault is it that they're not doing it more often, more game to game? Whose fault is it? Yeah. Because if it's on the players, then you have to concede that they're not good enough and that they won't keep themselves up. And if it's on Healy, then you've got to concede that will then be in the trouble. Yeah, can answer
3: it. It's it's a collective. Healy is messed up in certain ways he's messed up with lack of full backs the keeper situation the lack of let's face it decent defensive midfield how many long shots have we conceded in the game but the players are also at fault I would say it's a 50-50 how do you change it you have two choices you either get stuck in or you sack the manager and we'll find okay, out yeah, in the next few we, weeks what happens we'll we find out we need to be Pats if we don't be Pats we'll move on unfortunately I think it's probably it we still have to talk about the past match, but we still have some messages here. Um,
1: James Enner said, do we have the funds to bring in quality players? If yes, who would come? If not, is there anyone from the underage setup or Munster Senior League we can bring in? I, I, you know, Caulfield before did the master stroke of Marquis Sol, brought him in, uh, turned out to be a, a great signing. Is there... There, uh, you know, we presume we'll have funds in the summer to spend. Uh, the underage, I think we probably brought in is the, the probably the, the top players. You've Joe Brain came in. O'Donovan came in. Um, but Munster Senior League, is this something we can dip into? Garaud Morrissey plays Munster Senior League. Is this something we can dip into, Deck?
4: I wouldn't think so, to be honest, because, again, it's levels. You know, there's, there's a level from the Munster Senior League to the First Division, and then a level, clearly, I believe, from the First Division to the Premier Division. Like, obviously, Rockmont are probably are the strongest of the Munster Senior League clubs. Like, there'd be a few names. I think that's James Leonard from the Two Norries podcast, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. I believe James' nephew is Keen Leonard, who plays up front for Rockmont. Um, you have Owen but Murphy, I, plays do, up does, there him. is a few, you'd have, mo- like... Munster Senior
1: League players... They, they, it's, it's, some of them have absolutely high quality and they, they choose not to play League of Ireland because of the commitment and... You know, some of this, the wages obviously weren't weren't great and they, they could be losing money with their job and things like that. Uh, I, you know, I, I know Anthony McAlevey's name from Ring Mahan was thrown around for years. He played with Waterford. I think he played with Cove and things like that. He's meant to be, you know, he's absolutely top player. It's, sometimes these, the, these Monsignor players are out there, but they just can't commit to a full-time
3: thing. The, the, so, the thing is, Damien, right? Dublin has what? Nine clubs are surrounding, if you include Dundalk, Drahada, Bray, right? How can... The Catherine area, divided the nine clubs, works so well for Dublin, but being the biggest team in Munster, which we are, we can't get a squad of decent Cork, Kerry, Limerick, Waterford, Tipperary players. Why can't we do this? Why can't we get these players? Why aren't they being signed up for next year? Or I just don't understand how we're the biggest club in Munster and we can't get local players.
1: So I think That's none of that was down to the whole amateur and professional and training full time five days a week or four days a week. You know, a lot of play, people work; they can't commit to a full time. How come professional pass and br- how come can uh, do it? How come UCD can do it? In- they're amateur. They're amateur. So their their players don't train as far as I know. They, you know, they don't have them in full time. So full time part time is the difference. I think there.
4: That's what are you talking about? Are you seriously talking about bringing in Monster Senior League players into professional clubs? No no no,
3: no, 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 no. Did you listen to what I asked? Did you, did, you, did you listen to my question? I said, how can Dublin do this in the Leinster-Cashman with nine clubs and we can't do it with one real big club? Well, Waterford, two, said two. Why can't we get these local players? Why, why, where are they? Why are they in Dublin, not in Cork?
4: What local players are in Dublin? Adam O'Reilly's in Derry after I'm, coming home from no, England. No, but what he,
3: means,
1: what he means is Dublin players play for Dublin clubs Dublin and there's a lot play. of them. Whereas in Cork we've got two
3: playing at the moment, Keane Coleman. Why can't we get these okay, players, where are the Cork players from Cork, players? Cork, City? But this is the point I'm making. Where are they?
1: I, I, I think that's down to the whole. It's, I think it's down to the whole full-time part-time there thing. There has
4: to be. There has um, to be
1: players in, are, in
3: in this in this area that can play, like are half decent. You know what I mean?
1: Lance, we're going to have to move on because um, just one more question here, okay? Once the Derby Facts said how many layers of clothing one must one remove for to validly challenge another to a fight then Well I think if it's a gilet, it's just on straight away. Yeah. Challenge fan happened up at Boz. You yeah. was there, Yeah. Um and then the other one was what's the limit you
2: can remove until making is too sexual. <laughs> Being after two was probably a bit strange. It's pretty mm. pants is it? mm. Be the gillie and the hoodie then
1: pants i think the if the pants comes off yeah it's probably too much because <laughs> you could take it, you could you, you could go all be beer tested but then it's not sexual but if the pants comes off I think that's probably that. <laughs> guys guys there are there's loads more there to, to talk about you know we could go on for another 45 minutes and maybe we should have made a special pod out of it but anyway okay this friday night same pants turn us cross uh, Chris Forrester is their leading scorer at the moment. They are in the table. They are, they're okay. They're not too bad. They are 7th in the division and 17 points. They're 8 points ahead of us. Uh, by the way, did someone say that City were 7 points off It is.
4: I did, yeah.
1: I they not 5 points off Drogheda?
4: Sorry, yeah, I was working on the base that Drogheda beat Shelburne. Sorry, it was 5 points. 5 points. Okay, not your, whole,
1: your whole argument there. is gone. Um, no, it's
4: not it's um, still the
1: same thing. It's just, like... just very quickly, just because, um, sorry
4: before you move on. Before you move can yep. I just clarify something because I know people are going to come back at me at it. And just regarding the Munster senior league players, I mentioned Chalky. Like Chalky is supposedly maybe on his way to Treaty. I wasn't saying because somebody's going to go. Oh, you know, Munster senior league players aren't good enough to play for Cork City, etc. You know, Luke Casey was in on trial with us. Was it last summer? and didn't sign for whatever reasons or whatnot. you know keen Leonard, the other you know Chalky's He's brother had who, gets, I think, yeah. who gets all the goals for rockmount as well these lads are good good players which are i don't think it's 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 for me it's not the answer it's not the answer in any way shape or form looking to bring guys up from the Munster senior league it's just not not a starter for me personally anyway
1: pats Friday night. Wayne has at massive. Biggest game ever. Suspension wise and injury wise, what are we looking we're gonna miss Aaron Bolger, Ali Gilchrist is out, Vimbo is out. Anyone else, Declan?
4: Jonas Hacking in is fifty fifty with a hip uh with a hip flexor. Um that was according to Colin on Monday night. Don't know if he's if he's fit, if he will be fit. I mean, we could be down a number of bodies in a game, as Wayne said, that we just, we have to win. There's no other result is in any way, shape, or form acceptable. None. So, it's a massive task. It's a massive task. Especially you now when you're missing two starters again in Ali Gilchrist and, and, and Bulger. It takes away options. It takes away obviously it takes away personnel options, it takes away formation options as well because you probably can't play with any form of three centre-halves now because obviously Ali's suspended and Jonas is at best 50-50. So you're struggling straight away. So then it probably means Josh has to play and now play centre-back, which then means you have to find somebody else to play on the left, probably Kevin Kostovic, you know. And all of a sudden there's a lot of movement and there's a lot of new faces and new spots and you're trying to play a pats team who have lost the manager and now we're very likely to get that bit of a, mo- a new manager bounce after losing three or four on the track you know so it's like i was quite confident let's hope I it's a frank pats. lampard bounce <laughs> i watched pats yesterday a good section of their game against and i i wasn't impressed with them and i thought right okay we can get things structurally right here and we can have a right go off these boys and then we start having players dropping like flies and Tim Clancy walks or is sack. Um so, you know, it's it's I think it's tougher that Clancy is gone because of that new manager Bones possibility, you know?
3: Uh thanks to that Did Wayne, uh, you know, what do you expect him mm-hmm. from Friday night? I, I don't think the structure comes into it. I think this is all balls and heroics. It's gonna be four you have to pay uh, Keating and Tundeo Alabi up front, I think stick up Brian Whitmarsh behind him and you either do a diamond midfield or you do 4-3-3. It's whatever, 4-4-2 a diamond or 4 3 But either way, I think either Ola Abbey comes up from the left or he starts up front with Keating. I don't know, but structure goes out the window. It's, this is about balls, passion, determination and, and pride.
1: Yeah, I actually don't care once they just go for it. Just kick the yeah. shit out of them and go for it. Because um, the referee's going to be afraid to send us off at the
2: moment. Um,
1: Dan, you had a chat
2: with someone? I did. I had a chat with everything League of Ireland, and I believe we have a clip there.
1: Uh, yes, let's have a listen to Peter from League of Everything League of Ireland. Give us a rundown on Pats at the moment. So here's your guide to St. Patrick's Athletic.
0: Right, lads. I'm Peter Watson, known as the main man behind everything League of Ireland. A long time Pats fan. Some may say, unfortunately, and our form at the moment is definitely backing up that statement. Pat's season so far has been a series of ups and downs, started off poorly, went on a bit of a run, and now coming into a big away game on the back of three losses, not scoring on any of those, and failing to get a shot on target in the past two, and with the departure of manager Tim Clancy, Pat's come into this game really in need of a win in all honesty. John Daly be in a dugout for the game, being assistant to Clancy as Pat's now look for a new manager, as it stands I think Vinnie Pert seems to be the big name being thrown around, with there also being talks of the possibility of a foreign manager. In terms of players to watch out for, it's really been a mixed bag this season. Sam Curtis has been one of the few players who's actually shined in pretty much every game, but has been playing as a centre-back the past two games instead of his usual position as a right-back, and of course, Dean Linus and Goal. Without him, we'd be much further down the table. Looking at Cork from an outsider's perspective, definitely a team in serious need of picking up points at the moment. Probably in a similar position when you look to the dugouts as Pats, Colin Healy possibly looking at a second if he doesn't get a win in this game in my opinion. Biggest problem I see with Cork is just the lack of belief at the moment, obviously UCD are a worse side than them. Obviously UCD are a worse side. However UCD also seem to show a bit more fighting games. I did actually predict Cork to start off the season pretty poor, but I did predict them to bring in players in the summer to recover the season, so I think that's what some Cork fans will definitely be holding out for. In terms, of, in terms of score predictions, obviously last time out it was a 4-0 win at Richmond. I can see Cork showing a bit more fight in turner's cross, but I think Pats will pull off a 3-0 win with a new manager bounce.
1: And thanks to Peter there for that. We're not taking any notice of him. We're ready. We're just going to go for it. Yeah. Um, predictions, Dick?
4: Prediction? Oh, man. One all. Have you not thought about this for the last like fucking three do, days? You're your depression, man. I know.
3: Um, Wayne, up. give us a prediction, please. One nil win, and Healy survives another week. Dan,
2: one all draw.
1: Three nil, lads. Three If it's three I'm donating a hundred euros to Dan's moustache. Okay, guys, um, it's been a long episode. Um, I've got a King Dino here Waiting for me So I must um, I must leave you
3: Can we just find out What Deky's going to Predict Just
1: the result like, Deky He did He said one all He said one all That's Oh did he Alright he, he said one all uh, Again if you, Any thoughts Don't forget You can get it touch to us We didn't get through Everyone's messages tonight guys There was just too many of them um, So hopefully We'll uh, we'll try and get through a, More Maybe we'll do a special pod Or something I don't know uh, Adios amigos Adios 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 Alien
4: the Other Three Amigos podcast with Damien Shreenan, Wayne Mullins and Declan McCormack. Three lads, one podcast.